0: Hello and welcome to World Canvas from International Programs at the University of Iowa. I'm Joan Kerr and we're happy to have you with us for what we know will be an exciting afternoon of conversation and performances here on the grounds of Hancher, uh, positioned so beautifully by the Iowa River on the UI campus. World Canvas is honored to be partnering today with Hancher, the City of Iowa City and Welcoming Week, Step Africa, the UI School of Music, the Iowa Youth Writing Project, the Iowa City Area Chinese Association, Chinese Folk Dance Lovers, and the Oak Hill Elementary School Marimba Players from Clear Creek, Amana. I want to let you know that video of the program is being streamed live on Facebook and on Zoom and will be available after the event on Iowa City's Channel 4 and on YouTube. And audio recordings will be available on iTunes, the Public Radio Exchange, and the International Program's website. Before we go any further, I'd just like us to give one more round of applause to this fantastic drum ensemble from the University of Iowa School of Music, directed by Dan Moore. So we're here today for a celebration of community and an exploration of how partnerships, some of them originating around the arts, can bring a community together, enriching and enlivening the places we live. Uh, we have a tremendous group of guests joining us throughout the program, and we'll begin the conversation with Chuck Swanson, just next to me here, the director of Hancher Auditorium. Thank you, Chuck, for being with us and for making this program come together.
1: What a joy, Joan. I just- <laughs> It's almost a dream come true, really. What a beautiful setting. I'm so glad we have such a great crowd.
0: Oh, great crowd and beautiful weather, so we'll have a good afternoon. And uh, next, uh, Mayor Bruce Teague of Iowa City, thank you so much for being here.
2: I am super excited to be here. I think you'll all agree that this is awesome and amazing. I've been seeing a lot of the costumes. Already that are going to be performing. I'm super excited to get this underway.
0: Yeah Yeah, me too. And our third guest is Russ Gannum, who is the associate provost and Dean of International Programs here at the University of Iowa. Welcome, Russ.
3: Well, Thank you, Joan. It's an honor to be here and it's a privilege to collaborate with Hancher Auditorium, the city of Iowa City, to celebrate community and culture on this beautiful fall afternoon.
0: Yeah. So we want to just kick off the program with a little bit of conversation about uh, partnerships and international connections that have made this program possible. You will see throughout the program today that we have many members of the uh, Chinese-American community uh, joining us for performances and... you will be stunned, I'm sure, by, by the performance they'll give us. Uh, we also have the great, great honor of uh, having a short performance by Step Africa, who will be giving a full evening performance tomorrow night here at Hancher. And we get a little bit of a preview, and this is just incredible for us. I'm so excited. So, um, Chuck, let's just talk a little bit about Hancher and the role it plays, not only here in the university, but for all of the Iowa community.
1: Well, we always talk about Hancher. One of the first things, Joan, that we think about is people first. Mm-hmm. Every decision that we make, how are we going to impact people? And, of course, that's our audience, that's our University of Iowa students, K through 12th graders, but also our artists. Mm-hmm. We really want to be what I call transformative and not transactional. Yeah. So, really, we put thought into how people are going to be, how, how we're going to change their lives mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. anything
0: Mm -hmm. And you have this beautiful new facility, which, of course, makes so many more things possible than was the case before, particularly during those long, long years where you didn't have one single home.
1: We love this home. And Mm -hmm. talking to Brian Williams, the executive director and founder of Step Africa, he said there's not a better theater in the world. I agree. But, you know, I always (laughs) go back to President Sandy Boyd and his comment is that it's not about the building, but it is about the people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And we have such a nice community audience here this afternoon and also the people who are joining us uh, on video. Um, Mayor Teague, from your vantage point as mayor, what do you think the strengths of our community are?
2: I think we see this when we're talking about the Wellspring, all the people that were involved, that makes it so enriching. We had third graders that was involved in creating the name. And, And so... And, and there are so many people when we think about the Chinese um, individuals that are here today and they're going to perform that inclusiveness mm-hmm. is what Iowa City is about, yeah. bringing all gifts and talents to share them and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And I think about just how we're inundated now mm-hmm. with more great music mm-hmm. and arts in Iowa City. And I think that's what makes us unique. It I, I'm from Chicago, and so when I think about, like, every Friday night, there's something going on. Look at us. We're yeah. here. <laughs> and there's more stuff going on in the city as well. And so yeah. that's why Iowa City is so special. We have a lot of talent, yeah. and we want to keep them here.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are you most encouraged by?
2: The, the diversity. Yeah where we can go to you can almost choose anything you want to go to now that we're becoming kind of this uh, big little city you know um and the talent you have to get up give it up for the talent that uh, all of the creativity that is coming and we learn from each other we really do and so i think when we see each other doing special things i think we want to support them that's why you're all here tonight supporting coming to celebrate And also tomorrow night, I have to tell you, I'm super excited about that. This little free show we're going to get by Step Africa. Oh, my God. I know if you don't have tickets for tomorrow, this is a part of why our community is so special. Bringing in talent to also help diversify and give us an experience that we otherwise may not have here locally.
0: Right, right couldn't be better said. Uh, Russ, let me go to you because obviously you're the dean of international programs here at the University of Iowa. We have thousands of international students on campus and from our office we send lots of kids from Iowa and elsewhere to all the countries in the world. Uh, What does it mean to you to have uh, international performers, Iowa City residents, here with us this afternoon?
3: Well, I think Part of the answer to your question, Joan, is to uh, um, think about the context in which uh, tonight's event is taking place. And that is, this is part of Welcoming Week. Uh, Welcoming Week is a national event that celebrates culture and connection all over the United States. And this summer, I was part of a planning group with the city of Iowa City, the Iowa City Downtown District, and the Iowa City Area Development Group to put together events for Welcoming Week. And it lasts from September 10th, starts tonight, goes through September 19th. Um, and you can go to icarea or welcomeicarea.org uh, to find a list of events. Uh, what I see tonight is a coming together and an emergence really from the pandemic. We know we're still dealing with COVID, but by the same token, We've been able to manage uh, the health situation to the point where we can celebrate culture, come together. I think that the message this sends to the international community, uh, as Mayor Teague said, is that Iowa City is a welcoming place. It is an open, diverse, and inclusive environment, and that we want you here, and we want you to thrive. Uh, And we want to celebrate who and what you are, and you will feel at home in Iowa City, no matter where you come from in the world.
0: Because we, yes. (laughs) Because we do all come from someplace else, we all have ancestral roots, whether it was one generation ago, or whether we ourselves had uh, come to America recently. And um, Iowa City is such an unusual place in, in the state of Iowa, because we do have incredible diversity in the people who live here, who come for a short time to study, or who make their homes here. And for me, it's a real, it's a real pleasure to be able to be in a community like this. Um, anything else you want to say? Now we're going to have.
1: I think one thing too, just to add to what the two of you have said, and you know, you travel a lot. And it's just so interesting how Iowa City has a reputation, and a good one. <laughs> um, my wife and I were just in Santa Fe about a month ago, and at a food truck, getting something to eat, and her license, it was Iowa City. And this woman, out of all these people, there's a ton of people waiting to order their food. She said, who's from Iowa City? And I, I didn't know what she was <laughs> saying, but I said, I am. And she said, I want to move there.
4: Oh! Yeah.
1: And so really, I think, and no matter where you travel,
4: yeah, people
1: yeah. know about Iowa City. Yeah. And that comes from community building. That comes from a welcoming place. Mm-hmm. That comes from a place that there's so much to offer mm-hmm. and so much to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to put a plug in for the arts because I think Please. the arts are a big way to mm-hmm. build community and to bring all the areas together yeah. and to really celebrate, you
2: Absolutely. know. So uh, yeah. go yeah. Iowa City. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing I will say is if you're ever out of town, wear your Hawkeye shirt, yes. somebody's going to stop and say, you're from Iowa City. Hello. <laughs> and then most people that are saying, where's I- where Iowa City? Where's Iowa? Uh-huh. You live in Iowa? Absolutely. <laughs> and when people come to Iowa, they really go home and talk about what a great experience they had because of the people that they met in Iowa. So we are in a special place, and tonight we're in for a special treat as well.
0: I think so. Anything more from you, Res? I
3: I, I would just say that um, I hope that you come away uh, tonight feeling that you are part of something larger than yourselves. Um, And as Chuck was saying, the arts have the power to bring people together like no other medium because the arts cut across culture, they cut across language, they cut across geography, and the more we can do to celebrate the arts in all of their majesty and splendor, the more we can do to promote ourselves as one people.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Russ. Just one more comment that I wanna add, Joan, is that we've learned over the years when putting together projects the most important part is choosing the right partner. And tonight (laughs) is an example of the right partner. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for putting all this together.
0: Absolutely. Thank you all for starting us off this evening. We appreciate it. And it's now my great pleasure to welcome to the stage performers who have come to us by way of the Iowa City Area Chinese Association. Officially established in 2007, the Iowa City Area Chinese Association has been promoting Chinese culture and arts for over two decades. We'll be treated to four performances today. We begin with a youth choral group. They will be performing Picking Tea Leaves and Chasing Butterflies. These are K-12 students from the Chinese community here in our area. This is folk music from Fujian province, where the uh, sculptor's studio is. We'll be talking later to the sculptor of these wonderful granite fish, and uh, the studio she used in China is located in the area where uh, these songs are from. So, thank you so much for that uh, performance. It was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And uh, coming up next, we have the Chongsam Show by the Iowa City Lantin Chongsam Club. Chongsam is one of the most popular traditional costumes in Chinese fashion. Thank you so much. That was the Shangsam show. different order there but i want to take a moment to speak with this amazing singer this is sam wang Hao, and welcome thank you very much for being here you're welcome your song was called homeland yeah yes so tell us about the story of homeland
5: Uh, about we miss about homeland Uh and we love too much homeland
0: Very yeah. lonesome for your home life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sam, you were here as a visiting professor, a visiting scholar in at the University I think of seven, Iowa.
5: Seven years older.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah seven, seven years, years ago. Uh, yeah, uh, uh-huh. ago, I'm, I'm here by uh, Professor um, Swanson. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, how wonderful. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back in Iowa City, and thank you for yeah, this performance. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And now, I think we will have the performance of Peonies. Uh, let me just check and see if it's well, too late. Well, too late is it? I don't see anybody lining up, so perhaps don't. Sorry. OK, good. Thank you. <laughs> so in any, way, in any case, just to remind you, um, this piece is presented by the Classic Chinese Dance Group. Uh, And the peony is called Mudan in Chinese, and it's considered the national flower of China. And again, the choreography is inspired by the arts and culture of the Tang Dynasty of over a thousand years ago. Thank you very much. And so uh, these four performance groups were the Iowa City Chinese Youth Choir, Iowa City Lan Tin Chongsam Club, the Classic Chinese Dance Group, and of course we heard Sam Huang Hao as well. Uh, So just now, uh, Chuck Swanson is joining us along with uh, Colette Hosmer and... uh, Tess Weaver will be joining us as well. We are going to be talking now about the Wellspring Project. All of you here and many of you who are watching uh, on the video feed know that some amazing fish, 30 fish, have been installed in the grassy area here uh, outside of Hancher Auditorium. They are spectacularly beautiful and and look so natural and wonderful there. And that project was called the Wellspring Project. So... uh, I'll go first to, to Chuck, of course, as the director of Hancher Auditorium, uh, to get a little bit of history as how this all came about. But uh, we are particularly pleased to have Colette Hosmer, the Santa Fe-based sculptor of the fish, with us today, and Tess Weaver, who is the author of a wonderful book, a wonderful publication called Fish Tastic. So please welcome our guests. Uh, thank you. Um, so, Chuck, uh, tell us about how this... Uh, vision came to
1: life well you know Joan as I said earlier sometimes dreams do come true mm-hmm. and this this really is a dream that's come true and I've just almost I just can't believe it tonight all that has happened over the past 18 months or probably two years I guess when it really comes right down to it but we knew Colette's art and we always thought that this front area really needed the fish we just the the waves were already here the grasses mm-hmm. and then of course, you can't make magic out of, you know, no money. And so mm-hmm. the funding came from, I want to mention, David and Noreen Revere tonight. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. and I, I want to say that Noreen really inspired me about all this. And even before we knew the title Wellspring, we were trying to figure out ways to engage young people, ways to engage students at the University of Iowa, and really a way to engage the entire community. So, when Colette called and said, I want to call this installation Wellspring, it just made total sense that yeah. everything came together in a yeah. beautiful, beautiful way.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Colette, real pleasure to meet you. And, um, and so, I will ask you how, how you came up with this particular uh, installation, with this design, when you got the call or you talked to Chuck and he said, you know, we need something beautiful outside of Hancher. It didn't happen, actually,
6: until um, Chuck invited me up to... Um, I'd never been to Iowa City before, mm-hmm. and I... I don't know if that's on. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not to this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. um, so uh, I spent two days with Chuck touring, just hanging out at Hancher and experiencing uh, the energy in this place and... Um, and it culminated with the second evening, uh, Rent was uh, performing here, the Broadway play. And so uh, Chuck arranged, a friend of his, arranged for my daughter and I to have front row seats. Um, And you could feel the wind from these people whirling on the stage, it was that close. Um, It was a packed audience after the performance, which was bell-binding, I was part of the audience that flowed from the auditorium and flowed out of Hancher, these doors, out into this incredible space, and I immediately imagined Wellspring, or, or Hancher as a wellspring, a wellspring of creativity and energy uh, unbounded and unlimited, flowing from this incredible building. And uh, so it's... Stu- I mean, I, I couldn't uh, imagine any other name. Yeah, yeah. And the fish themselves,
0: you, you, why do the fish look the way they look? Why have you created them in this way?
6: They... Um, in my imagination, it was a a school of fish, a stream, flowing from the, over an overspill, actually, from Hancher Auditorium, an overflow of creativity and uh, flowing out from the building. And I envisioned them being part of this incredible landscape um, and coming together as one piece Mm
4: -hmm.
6: here in the front. Um, I also, I like to work with multiples, and I love doing site-specific installations. So, Hancher was a gift to me. Um, I couldn't believe when I arrived here and saw the building and experienced this whole town. And I'm with the food truck person. (laughs) I want to move to Iowa City, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But it... um, And I work with multiples because I have a a strong feeling about how one unit or one single thing can achieve a lot, but when you put a group of anything together, Mm -hmm. uh, the energy increases, the creativity can increase uh, tenfold, Mm -hmm. and that was the idea of the School of Fish as well. So it all came together in this beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. location. Mm-hmm. Well, they're wonderful. And so
0: we mentioned that you're from Santa Fe, uh, but the, the fish were actually
6: um, made in China, correct? You, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I've been invited to China 11 times mm-hmm. to, uh, to make monumental art. And I got verklempt <laughs> <laughs> watching these Chinese performers, and especially, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember his name. The, the gentleman who's yeah. who saying, um, I I I've come to love China altogether. I've probably spent a handful of years there over eleven trips, and um, it's uh, it's been a beautiful experience. I miss it. <laughs> Whenever I return, I want to go right back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and part of it because I wasn't just touring the country, which is lovely by itself, but I always was invited to make sculpture or do monumental work or um, participate in, in sculpture symposiums. And so the joy of that was going to China to produce a piece like this. I have a favorite stone yard on the ocean and right on the coast, and in a small stone town that that been carving stone for centuries and centuries. And I work with a a specific little stone yard there, and that town still has a, uh, a walled city. And people still live in it, and it's made entirely of granite and it, 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 it sits on a peninsula going out into the sea. So the whole thing, oh, <laughs> my whole point being, um, it's, it's so much more than work because when I go to China, I work with the people there on the ground doing the work. So I work with them in the stone yards. I have many, many Chinese friends. And um, so it's become a, a second home Yeah, me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chuck told me that there were some significant delays trying to get the fish to America because of all of the pandemic-related issues with transportation.
6: I happened to be there when uh, COVID struck. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had planned to stay another couple of months. But fortunately, I was able to... and. Um, and my the Chinese people that I work with there, I had done enough that they were able to mm-hmm. complete the work with all the technology we have now as well mm-hmm. with um, zoom and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so we were able to yeah. to uh, they knew my work well enough. Yeah. we were able to finish from from wow. a distance. yes and then. The giant container ships and mm. and getting into uh, the port in L.A. and tell how many pounds they each
1: weigh. Close to five hundred pounds. Thanks. Yeah, six, six, six. or seven.
6: Yeah, okay. for each. Yeah. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. um and each one. Yes. Yeah. So and they're not easy to.
4: Move around
6: because I wasn't kind to the mover people because they—it's hard for them to get their straps on them mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, technically keep them from sliding around. Yeah, yeah. So it's a—it's a—it's a process, but I love it all from beginning to end. And um, then Chuck's people here, who did the installation, did um, a magnificent yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: David Brown, he's the manager of ground services. He just had it yeah. down. Uh-huh. He was he was just amazing, and Me he too. was so joyous about the whole experience.
6: Yeah, yes. But the trip, the fish traveled um, by uh, you know truck there, and and um, and container ship, and train, and truck again, right? And uh, then. They were stored in the auditorium on the stage oh, for a while oh. <laughs> before before they were yeah. uh, ready to put well, in the ground. They are just beautiful. And and this leads me to a question,
0: Chuck, about the little plaques by each fish. I believe each fish has a name.
1: Yes. they. Uh, uh, we engaged, Mel Hellman is here, is going to speak with us too, with the Iowa Youth Writing Project. We had two writing prompts. One was we had, I think we engaged 800 third graders around the state, and we have I think many of them with us tonight here from Iowa City, we had them, first of all, name the fish, and then they wrote about their own wellspring.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's tremendous. Well, speaking of writing, we should go to you, Tess, because your wonderful book, Fishtastic, uh, also came from this wellspring. Uh, Tell us how you got drawn into this project. Well, Chuck had a vision to
7: create, to find local writers and illustrators who could create a book that could be used as a connectivity into the community, into our, our children in the elementary schools, and also, I think, to have a kind of universal appeal. So not just something specific to Hancher, something specific to Iowa City, but something that had a universal story. And so he approached me and our illustrator, Jennifer Black Reinhardt about this, and uh, originally we were really hesitant because we suddenly had to create something out of nothing and um, so it's always a privilege to write for children there you're sometimes the first audience ever understanding or getting the information that you're giving in this book the subject matter and so I love writing for children but it was scary because it was very local and not all of my books are known by the local people, mm-hmm. but I thought this one would be, so it was a little scary. Yeah. But, yeah, we yeah. did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was published by the um, University Press?
7: Yes, and they did a
0: fantastic
7: job. The printing, yeah. the the whole product is gorgeous. And Jennifer's... Um, illustrations are just so full of humor and personality and Mm -hmm. the underwater world is gorgeous Mm -hmm. and also the the illustrations of Hancher yeah
0: yeah and
1: and I love your author's note talking about the magic and the friendship I just thought that
7: was wonderful
0: thank you so much yes (laughs) yeah Uh, and I want anyone in the audience who'd like to look at the book later on please just come on up here we have a copy and you're welcome to take a look it is beautiful uh so so uh as we wrap up This little segment, Um, if people hadn't already gathered this, one of the reasons we have the Chinese performers with us is because of this wonderful connection between the work you have done, uh, you know, the conception here in America, the the actual work being done in China, and then the installation here on our campus. It's really quite an amazing, amazing connection. And Chuck, I just want to give you and your staff so much credit for connecting... (laughs) Thank you not only for this, this vision, and the donors, of course, this wouldn't have happened without your donors, but also um, reaching out to the schoolchildren around Iowa and to our own school of music and so on, bringing us all together for one event like this. It is really all thanks to you, so thank you.
1: Well, University of Iowa students were a big part of this, too, in the Iowa Youth Writing Project, so we wanted to touch young people of all ages, and Mel... Hellman, is she's gonna come up now, yes. Mal? Um, would you like to come up and we'll transition.
0: Yeah, um, so thank you, Colette, and thank you, Tess. I really appreciate it so much, and the work is just beautiful, the book also. Thank you. So, hi. So, hi, Mallory Hellman is the director of the Iowa Youth Writing Program, and I thank you so much for coming here this afternoon, and in a moment you're gonna be introducing a very special guest. I am indeed, yeah. So tell us about the Iowa Youth Writing Program. Hi, yeah. Uh, So the Iowa
8: Youth Writing Project is based here at the University of Iowa. We are uh, now 11 years old. We were founded in 2010 by a group of uh, writers from the Iowa Writers Workshop who realized that um, there was a bit of a disparity here in town between the writing opportunities that were available to adults, uh, which, as we all know, are ample. That's why a lot of us are here. The Writers' Workshop, the International Writing Program, and what was offered to kids, especially for free. Um, so since then, the Iowa Youth Writing Project has existed to empower and inspire K-12 through youth using writing. And um, what that's traditionally looked like is that we go into schools, community centers, rehab facilities, shelters, and we work with kids doing creative writing workshops. Um, that suddenly became difficult when the pandemic Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? Did you manage to maintain some of those connections through Zoom? We did. Um,
8: We we wound up pivoting pretty quickly, and uh, we put all of our programming online in the form of asynchronous pre-recorded modules that our heroic undergraduate interns, many of which are here tonight, uh, put together. But um, until Chuck approached us about this project, we hadn't done anything live Via Zoom with children in real time. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something that we were really missing. You know, Mm -hmm. the interns had been such a good sport about it. Um, We hired a lot of them directly before the pandemic descended, and they came to us because they wanted to meet and work with kids. And, uh, you know, recording a module and putting it online and Mm -hmm. having a student respond a few days or weeks later is Mm -hmm. not quite the same Mm -hmm. as um, being in real time with kids.
0: So this was unique. Yeah. Well, so I think we're going to be hearing from Lily Landolt in just a moment. Uh, should we bring Lily up? Yeah, we can bring Lily on up. Please yes. welcome Lily yeah. Landolt. Oh, she goes to Borlaug <laughs> Elementary. Let's sit down here. You want to sit down here, Lily? Great. And so, Lily, hi. It's very nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. I think that you wrote something about the fish. And, yeah? yeah?
8: Yeah. Um, I can give you a little intro if you want. I feel like these, yeah. these good people deserve a preamble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so just, just an idea about what Lily is, is going to read for you now. Um, when we connected with these third graders around the state, Chuck came to us with um, a brilliant idea. He said, you know, we have these 30 beautiful fish, they all have faces, they've got personalities, they've got aspects about them, but they don't have names. Um, And so he he gave the Iowa Youth Writing Project the mission to name these fish. And uh, we selected the third graders because obviously they're geniuses. Um, (laughs) And when we wanted to connect with these third graders, we thought, okay, so there are 30 fish, there are 21 schools in the Iowa City Community School District. We are not math majors, we're writers, but we knew that wasn't enough. So we went beyond the ICCSD. Um, we worked with all 21 schools in the ICCSD and four uh, rural communities. Shout out to folks watching from Algona tonight. I see you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and in addition to uh, you know naming the fish and writing origin stories of the fish, uh, we did have an essay contest. And so just to give you an idea of the scale here, Lily won second place in this essay contest that included students from 28 classrooms across 25 schools <laughs> in eight towns. So it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> and uh, the essay prompt was Who or What is Your Wellspring? And so, just to introduce Lily here, I wanted to um, share with you what the judges said about this piece. We adore the way the author uses the creative art of drawing in two inspirational ways to connect far, to, to far flung family and to turn disappointments into pleasures. A wellspring indeed. All right, I give you Lily.
9: <laughs> my Wellspring is art. Art. My Wellspring is art. Art makes me happy when I am sad. There was a trip that got canceled, and I painted what we were going to do. It really made me feel better. Art connects me with my family. My grandma does mosaics, and I help her when I visit. My other grandma lives in Texas, and when she visits, we do tracing, drawing, and watercolor together. When I draw, I think of my family. Art also calms me down when I am mad. When my sister is driving me crazy, doing an art project makes me feel better. This is why art is my wellspring.
4: (laughs) Fantastic.
8: Thank you, and uh, so Lily's gonna share a second piece with us. Um, As I mentioned, in addition to writing these Wellspring essays, uh, students worked together beautifully, in fact. Uh, They collaborated to name each of these fish, so um, the way that worked as a group Students chose names. Uh, we, we did some exercises about the art of naming, uh, talked about times that we had named things or people, where our names came from. And then students got to see pictures of their fish and uh, decide together on an appropriate name. And um, so Lily is going to share her group's name and the origin story
9: of that fish. Bubbles. When Bubbles was born, she was a really cute fish. Her parents gave her the name Bubbles because they thought it was original, and it was the only, only name they could think of. Bubbles is a really nice fish, but she's a little mischievous. She is blue with rainbow scales that are really shiny. She has black stripes over her scales from her head to tail. Bubbles also likes to swim with her friends. She also likes playing games with her siblings, like hide and seek in the coral. She also likes, she also really likes to study and has really good grades. She has a calculus test coming up. She likes to do art with anything that falls into the ocean, including sticks and shells, which she uses to make necklaces. She likes to draw art on rocks mostly. She's in seventh grade at Oceanic Middle School. She has clams as classmates, as well as small squids, seahorses, starfish, and shellfish. She has a pet minnow, a pet shrimp, and a pet clam. On special occasions, like fish prom, they decorate the school with coral. She has an older brother named Bubba, who is in ninth grade, and a younger sister named Tiffy, who is in first grade. Bubba goes to Coral High, and Tiffy goes to Shell Elementary School. Bubba likes, likes to play soccer in the coral reef, and Tiffy likes to make fish cupcakes with her mom. One day, Bubbles was swimming somewhere, and her friends followed her. She took a path that led to Iowa River. It flooded and all thirty fish got stuck in the tide and washed up at Hanser Auditorium. And that is how all of the all thirty fish got here.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> well
1: Lily, that was just beautiful. And I wanna add too now that this came at a perfect time this the timing was just it could not have been better it was during COVID the teachers the students everybody needed a boost and to write about your own wellspring Mal really I just can't thank you enough it really worked out even better than what we had hoped
0: absolutely thanks to you and thanks to the talent yeah (laughs) well thanks to all of you we really appreciate your being here thank you so much and thank you Lily thank you Lily (laughs) thank you Okay, we're going to get ready for another performance. The next performance will be by the ensemble Chinese Folk Dance Lovers. They will perform two Mongolian dances. The first one is Horizon, and the second is the Chopstick Dance. Uh, Miss Lin Jing Zhu, one of the dancers in today's performance, passed on this information for context as you watch the dancers. China has 56 different ethnic groups, one of them being the Mongolian ethnicity. The Inner Mongolia culture emphasizes their nomadic way of life through dancing and singing. The dance Horizon is meant to be performed under a blue sky on vast open grasslands. The Mongolian ethnicity is known for its affinity to horses and eagles. This dance will showcase the nomadic movement of the horses and the wingspan of the eagles stretching out across a boundary Boundless sky. Mongolians often celebrate their harvest in early fall. They are fearless in horse racing and this is the source of the dance. The dancers will use arm, shoulder, and body movements to demonstrate the valiant and heroic bearing of the horse riders. dance was called Horizon and the dancers are going to make a short costume change here so uh, as they do that I'll tell you a little bit about the next dance they're going to perform the next dance is called the chopstick dance and it is mostly performed at festive banquets and weddings uh, during the performance the dancers hold um, a bunch of chopsticks in each hand they're kneeling and sitting in harmony with the singing and various percussive sounds of the crowd when standing they use the chopsticks to hit their hands, arms, and various parts of their bodies. Looking forward to that. That one's called the Chopstick Dance, and as soon as they get uh, their costumes changed, uh, they'll be back with us. Um, I want to say thank you to all of you who've come here today. Just a quick reminder that uh, Channel 4 from Iowa City uh, is here recording this uh, for video rebroadcast, and we want to say thank you to them. Uh, Also thanks very much to the Hancher staff and to all of the community partners who've helped us bring this program together because uh, the weather even cooperated. We had a conversation with Chuck, it'll probably be beautiful outside and we can probably do the program outdoors, but what happens if we have a tornado warning or some, you know, another derecho or something? He said, it will be beautiful. And Chuck was right, once again, it is beautiful. So... um, Uh, Once again, we we just wait for the dancers here. Um, uh, Those of you who may have arrived a little bit after we started out, I want you to know that Step Africa will be giving a performance here just in a very few minutes. After this next dance, uh, Brian Williams from Step Africa will be talking with Chuck Swanson and with Bruce Teague, our mayor, once again, and um, they will talk a little bit about what Step Africa is all about. And you were already encouraged to get tickets for tomorrow's performance. If you haven't yet, you will probably be uh, excited to run to that ticket office when you see their short performance for us tonight. So uh, it's a real honor to have them here. Um, 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 um. So anybody want to sing a song? If anybody would like to take the stage, you may. Chuck. <laughs>
1: For their coming, I just want to say that in addition to our wellspring here, we had a wellspring this week with Step Africa. Yeah. Today they performed for close to 800 seventh 7th and 8th graders, (laughs) and boy, that audience, those kids, they just loved it.
4: Uh And
1: then last night we were in Muscatine, Muscatine, Iowa, and Mary Jo Stanley and Dick Stanley, uh, citizens of Muscatine, but really citizens of the world, they made a difference in international programs. Yeah, sure did. They really helped here at mm-hmm. Hancher. and they passed away about three years ago. And so yesterday at the Muscatine Arts Center, they dedicated a big, beautiful piece of sculpture in in memory of Mary yeah. Jo. So Step Africa went over and they mm-hmm. performed for that too. That is so great. Here we are.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, Chuck. And uh, so we're ready now for the chopstick dance.
10: I'm to the
11: I'm gonna go the to to the bank, I'm to the the
10: Tahli, am not a
11: kid. i have i a kid. I'm a a fan of the I'm a
0: thank you to the Chinese folk dance lovers. And uh, now I'd like to bring up Mayor Bruce Teague, Brian Williams, the founder and executive director of Step Africa, and of course Chuck Swanson. Hi. Hi, Brian. So good to see you. Thank you so much. So, uh, we've already mentioned what a pleasure it is that we're going to be able to see Step Africa perform. And, uh, particular pleasure to have a chance to talk to you about the group and, you know, how you formed this amazing ensemble and, uh, and then, of course, a little bit about the performance you're going to be doing this afternoon and again tomorrow.
12: Well, first I'd like to say this is a beautiful evening. Yeah. And um, I'm having such a great time being here and being a part of a cultural event like this and just very happy to be here. And so Step Africa, this is our second time in this great city. And I hope that everybody here will come back. You're coming back tomorrow night for the performance, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes,
4: yes, yes.
12: (laughs) I can't really hear you. (laughs) I hope so. It's a wonderful performance uh, called Drum Folk that was commissioned uh, by the Hancher Auditorium. And we've been able to create some wonderful works on film this past year. But I'm looking forward to being back on the stage. So what you're going to see tonight is a piece we call Tribute which is a tribute to the tradition of stepping. So stepping, if you don't know it, is a percussive polyrhythmic dance form created by African American college students who are members of fraternities and sororities, many of them are on this campus, and they use their body as an instrument, right? So although we've had some beautiful music playing for the other groups, when we perform, it's just gonna be yes. but we do have a special guest these wonderful students over here playing the marimba. I can't wait to see them perform and uh, collaborate uh, with Step Africa. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so tell us about Step Africa, because you really are a unique dance ensemble.
12: Well, Step Africa, um, I started Step Africa about 27 years ago. Really? Which is um, fascinating, and it started off as a way to use the arts as a way to bring people together. Initially, it was... Americans with South Africans. We started a festival in Johannesburg about 27 years ago, only six months after the election of President Nelson Mandela of that country. So it was a fascinating time to be there. And since then, we have used the art form to connect with artists and cultures all around the world, from Eastern Europe to Central and South America, to many places in Africa, the Middle East, Mm -hmm. never China. I think after seeing the performances yeah. tonight, I kind of want to make that happen. You gotta make that. But um, yeah, yeah, and of course, all across the United States. Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you want people who watch your, your dances to understand as they're as they're watching the dance, and to think about after they've seen you perform? Because you really do have sort of an educational focus as well in your mission.
12: Well, the first thing I want them to have a good time. Yeah. So I want to tell you that when the Step Africa comes out here to perform that we really want you to make music with us. So um, feel free to make noise, (laughs) clap along. The more energy you give to the artist, they're gonna promise to give it right back to you. And that that will happen also tomorrow night in the theater. This is one of my favorite theaters in the world to perform in and we like to transform the stage into a drum. And so we'll try to turn this stage here into a drum as well.
0: That sounds great. Well, so you have been here for a week-long residency, and you already mentioned these wonderful marimba players who are going to join us in a little while from Clear Creek Amana, but um, what has your residency work involved?
12: Well, we've done a lot of great stuff. Um, We did some great work with the dance department, some master classes, teaching the tradition of stepping. I sent you that. We had a wonderful performance in Muscatine at the Muscatine Mm -hmm. Art Museum. It was my first time in that lovely city. And we had a student matinee. We did so much stuff. Just, was that this morning? (laughs) morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, about 800 kids came, yelling and screaming, masked up, all safe. (laughs) And they had a, you know, I gotta say, I hadn't seen young kids enter the theater in quite some time. And they had a ball. We did actually the first act of the work that you'll see tomorrow night. Right. And um, they were yelling and screaming the entire time. It was a very good feeling to have uh, them with us. They were all eighth graders, right? Yeah. From across the city. Yeah. Seventh and eighth graders. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that
0: is great. But you know, the
12: marimba players are fourth and fifth graders.
0: Fourth and fifth graders. Yeah. And some of you can't see these these uh, marimba players. They'll but we see. have, what, about 30 marimba players?
12: Or? I think about 20.
0: 20, yeah. Yeah. Twenty. <laughs> uh, 22. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll see them all very soon. But, um, uh, so is there ever uh, music, not, not body uh, originated music, but other music uh, in, with Step Africa?
12: Yes, so tomorrow night, um, the show is called Drum Folk, and outside of the percussive dance tradition that you'll see us share today and tomorrow, live drumming will be a big part of that performance. We also have this amazing beatbox art, artist from uh, uh, Washington, D.C. named Chris Stiles Bacon. He'll be there as well, sharing his tradition. And we have this beautiful vocalist. She just joined the company. This will be her first time performing mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in this theater. And um, mm-hmm. she sings some beautiful spiritual songs and other songs that really help us tell the story mm-hmm. of the drum folk. So yeah. that performance is tomorrow night at 7.30, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Mayor, you'll be there, correct? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah, well, Mayor Teague, you told me before the program that you were dying to meet this guy and that you're so excited about having Step Africa here.
2: Super excited to see you in person and not through one of the Hollywood squares. Yeah. <laughs> we met through Zoom last year. I had, of course, heard about Step Africa the last time you were here. Didn't know totally that it was happening at, now the ship. That's what mm-hmm. that's what I call it, mm-hmm. Andrew, the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know it was happening. And then I heard a lot about it from friends. And then I remember at some point just going on YouTube because you all have some stuff there and saw the stepping. But last year you did something weird and different that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> you did acting. And that was super impressive. Now, what was the name of that production that? that you all had where you did the acting and all of the singing, it was really great, I really enjoyed it, and that's where I really believe the, um, for me, when I saw, you know, the stepping, but also the acting and telling the story through movement and words, that was very powerful, and so I think when people come tomorrow, wait, you're going to see a little bit here tonight, Um, but even tonight and tomorrow, I think it is um a piece of culture that goes back a hundred years when we're talking about um, sororities and fraternities doing step music mm-hmm. and I am when I came to Iowa City it was 1993 yeah. and the first time I ever saw stepping was at the old brick no. and it was it was wow. a good time it was awesome <laughs> and so of course you're going to get to see this tonight and I'm super excited and really can't wait for them to come yeah
0: yeah
1: so mayor teague is being a little modest i want to tell a little something about this show that you talked about last year virtually it was a recording that step africa put together brian called us in advance and he said in addition to the show the the movie we want to have a live panel the zoom so you had professors from columbia and who where else uh, another university in another New York, un- I believe, yeah. And they were African-American studies. Yes. And then you, mm-hmm. and so he said, Iowa City, do you have anybody in mind? And we knew <laughs> right away, Mayor Teague. <laughs> and I have to say, we were all so proud. All across the country, we heard from alumni about how great our mayor was. Oh. He shined over all of them. Let's yeah. give him an applause. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and we even, we even lost you for a minute, remember? And then you yeah. came back. Yeah, the world of Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, Brian, that was an amazing piece because we had 22,000 viewers, I think it was. Wow. And Fantastic. And Iowa had the largest percentage.
12: Oh. No, that was amazing. That, that film we are talking about was called Stono. Yeah. And we actually debuted it on September 9th, uh, which is the was the 281st anniversary of the Stono Rebellion. And so the show tomorrow night, Drunk Folk, is inspired by the Stono Rebellion of 1739, this really interesting movement of African people in the colony of South Carolina at the time, you know, before our country even formed. So it's a lot of history that was shared uh, in that film, and that was a 30-minute version, but tomorrow night,
2: you get the full one. Yeah. And I would tell people that haven't heard about Stoner Rebellion, do a little research, Google, but also, do you have this... Um, Performance for purchase online or anything like that? Not right now. We're just so excited to get back live and in person. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're just trying to the storyline was great, and I think it really did tell the story of Stoner Rebellion through uh, body movement and through song. The spirituals, oh my God, brought me to tears. So Mm. it powerful. And I think what we'll see tonight and even tomorrow is expressions that come deep from the soul, and I think you really began to understand what it means to be um, in the presence of great artists that is expressing their culture, and I'm super, ex- again, I'm so excited that you're here, Yeah. And, and I met some more people. We did something else later in the year where we had, um, did some panelists from some of the people from Step Africa, we uh, co-led some small groups, so super excited to meet them in person. So, yeah, we got to get them out here. So.
0: Okay. Well, I think it's probably about time to get them out here. And uh, I, anything else you wanted to say, Chuck, before we yeah. wrap up? I just want to
1: mention, Brian, you've said before you go to a lot of college campuses. <laughs>
0: do
1: you do anything as crazy as you did this
12: week? That's a no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he never says but no. But I was saying,
12: Crazy in a great way,
1: Yeah.
12: right? Yeah. Because but, but you never say no.
1: no. You always make it happen.
12: Well, you know, I gotta, I'll got to say this before we transition. One thing I have really appreciated, Chuck, um, about Hancher and your amazing team here, is that, you know, when the pandemic hit, artists across the country, we were just in shock. Yeah. Cause I like to say, you know, we specialize in social gathering, not social distancing. And so we missed the theater. And a lot of presenters... Our theaters weren't able to support artists in this time because they were struggling to exist. But Hanscher Auditorium, I want you to know, not just for Step Africa, but the wonderful artists here who created the fish and the sculptures, um, you know, you're really stuck with artists. And that allowed us to create throughout the pandemic and also to return now and create once again. So thank you to you and to Hanscher for all of that.
4: <laughs>
1: we're committed to our university and our community.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely well, um, I think we're going to do something a little different uh, when we wrap up the program here there is no point to have me come back on and try to talk to you after you see this stunning performance from Step, Step Africa so I'm going to right now say thank you for being with us thank you to all of the earlier guests thank you so much Brian Williams and Mayor Teague and Chuck Swanson you know, pleasure to work with you always um, <laughs> And I want to thank all of our partners, international programs, Hancher Auditorium, the City of Iowa City and Welcoming Week, Step Africa, the UI School of Music, the Iowa City Area Chinese Association, Chinese folk dance lovers, and the Oak Hill Elementary School marimba players from Clear Creek, Amana. You guys can come on up and get ready.
8: Joan,
1: can I just say one more thing? I want to say a big thank you to Joan and happy birthday, Joan.
0: Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So anyway, this is World Canvas, and as everybody gets uh, ready to do their thing here, I'll just let you know the next program is going to be on October 12th. It's all about Dostoevsky, so if you like Russian writers, come to that program, 5.30, October 12th, at the Main Library Gallery. And um, I guess that's it for me. We'll get set up now with the marimba players, and welcome Step Africa.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. How you you all feeling tonight?
2: I know you have a little more energy. I said, how you all feeling tonight? There we go. Now, we want to play a game with you all. It's a real easy game. So listen close. When I say okay, you say all right. When I say all right, you say okay. Okay. All right. All right. Alright, alright. Okay, alright. Alright, okay. Okay, okay, alright, all right, okay, alright, okay, alright, alright, okay, alright, okay, alright. But it was just two words. One, one more time. One more time, one more time. Here we go. You got it this time. Okay, okay. Alright, alright. Okay, alright. Alright, okay. All right, okay. All right, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. uh, 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 right.
5: Okay. Right. Hey. hey, hey. So,
10: we travel all across the globe. We do a lot of shows, and you know we, Iowa is a place to be. So, now I need you to clap with me. Four claps. One, two, three, four, four three, four. Four claps. All right. And everybody over here two, three, let's go, one, two, three, clap with me y'all, good, all right, so in the middle, five, six, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, that's it y'all, come on, that was it, y'all know what, in the middle, just clap, come on, just clap, hey, just clap, Now, everybody, take it low, take it low now. Hey, I get low. How low can you go? Hey, a real low. All right, I always don't pick it up. Hey, 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 now pick it up. Hey, 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 now pick pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, get high.
12: I'm sure you're going to sing. Did you all have fun with that? That was great, right?
1: (laughs) So tomorrow tomorrow night, 7.30, tickets still available. But I do want to end by just saying I think we've dedicated those fish. What do you think? Great. Thank you all very much. Thanks for being here. And thank you, Joan, International Programs, World Canvas. Thank you.